This is Pierre Bouvier, lead singer of the band Simple Plan. I could sing a song for you, Wine 30, with Andrew and Lindsay. Here we go. Andrew and Lindsay hosting Wine 30. Andrew and Lindsay. Through all the best and many more years to come tonight. I'm just a kid. Many more years to come. Peace. Hey, everybody. We are back with another episode of Wine 30. And this episode, we will be talking about some little great debate pop culture topics. Yeah, we'll be we're talking about recycled uh, social media social content. Social media content, yeah. Yeah. This episode, I am drinking a Chateau Le Enclos de Rosé. Um, it is a rosé from France. It is a 2020. The tasting notes say, typical green strawberry and watermelon rind are framed by unique salted caramel note. Crisp, elegant, and sinfully refreshing. If you've ever had, there's like this rosé called Summer Water. It started out as like a Wink Wine exclusive, I think. And then they like, you can buy it in grocery stores now too, like Trader Joe's and stuff. This tastes a lot like Summer Water. Okay. It's like crisp, clean refreshing not too citrusy not too sweet just like a nice like where it says like watermelon rind it's like yeah this would be nice with like some frozen watermelon cool um good like well i mean it's fall now but good end of summer wine wrapping it up with a rosé nice Mm. that's what i like to hear I know I've been like really on a rosé kick and then last episode I did the red and then I was like back to the rosé. Um, this is probably my last rosé for the season though, so. Going out the bang. Yeah, it's enjoyable. What we've been watching, reading, playing, and listening to in the whole two days since <laughs> <laughs> like we discussed this before. Okay, so something I didn't mention on the last episode that I've been watching is I've been watching The Challenge and Big Brother pretty consistently all season we did just watch a new movie too do you remember what it was called it was called the nightmare werewolf by marvel is that what it's called no i just made that up actually it was like a marvel like werewolf special type thing it was like in black and white i fell asleep it was um it was interesting yeah like an interesting choice for how they spent their money it just looked like a passion project to me. It did. But I was like, they probably had a very large budget budget for that passion project. Which I think is, so, yeah. Yeah. I obviously fell asleep and I don't feel the need to go back and finish it. I thought it was good. Andrew called who the werewolf was, was like the first five seconds. It was kind of obvious. Yeah. I kept thinking, maybe he's wrong. Maybe it'll be someone else. And then she fell asleep. And then I fell asleep. And then I asked who it was. And he's like, exactly who I thought it was. And I was like, well, okay then. Ren and I finished Wayside School is Falling Down. And then we started Stories from Wayside School, which is actually the first book. We started with the second one. Now, going back and reading the first one. Which is fun because, like, in the second one, they mentioned stories that we're now reading from the first one. Like Mrs. Gorf. I was like, what happened to Mrs. Gorf? I don't know. 
I don't know. And then it was like in the first chapter of the first book. And oh. Like, that explains it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty fun. I didn't realize that the author was the same guy that wrote Holes. Okay. Yeah. Like the movie. Yeah. Cool. Um, So that's pretty cool. And then what I've been playing, I've been playing some TOS. Me too. Town of Salem, which I hadn't played in a couple months. Yeah, me neither. I, I mean, mean I played last week for like one or two, but besides that, I haven't played for a few months. It's hard with the baby to like find time to like really delve into a game. Well, now that he's on a better schedule. He is. That sleep training where we're like, oh, we're trying to like sleep coach. It really worked. Mm-hmm. Really got him on like a schedule. Well, it's not even that he's on such a good schedule. It's that he learned how to like put himself to sleep. Like he can be awake when you lay him in there and he falls asleep on his own without us having to like get him to sleep and then set him down, which is nice. Um, and then what I've been listening to is vulnerable with Chrissy Carlson Romano, the podcast. She had Matthew Scott Montgomery on who he was on a bunch of Disney channel shows back in like, it's probably like 2008 to like 2011, 2012 ish time. And he was talking about how he was like in conversion therapy on the weekends, like, well, filming on Disney and stuff. So that was like something interesting. And he was talking about like other celebrities that went to the same conversion therapy and how crazy it is. And all of that conversion therapy is borderline evil. It is like, he was talking to like, they literally like electric shocked him. Yeah. Like, where he's like, oh, it starts off with like therapy and stuff. And then it gets like more and more like. Once they get you all comfy, they're like. Crazy. Just put this on your head for a moment. Yeah. Don't worry. It won't hurt. Oh, if it doesn't hurt, why don't you put it on your head? And I'll shock you every time you say something that makes me uncomfortable. And then I guess they always said like, oh, basically any male actor you see on a billboard has been through these walls, right? This was like the thing that they hmm. told all the actors when they went there but like he said you would like go into a room like when you first got there to check in and then you would go into another room and then they would put you into like another room and like another room like a bunch of waiting rooms to get before you even got to the doctor because they didn't want you to see anyone else who was a patient there it was like (laughs) a weird yeah weird thing um so definitely an interesting episode by someone like he looked vaguely familiar, but I don't ever remember him from any of those shows. But I enjoyed listening to him on the podcast. Nice. Yeah. Have you listened to anything new? I have or, not. No. Yeah. No No music, just like tickling your eardrums. I've just listened to some butt rock and that's about it. Nice. Yeah. Our baby today. So we were driving to the grocery store and he like started to lose it a little bit. And then uh, Bring Me to Life by Evanescence came on the radio, and he was just, like, silent. Oh, man, I love that song. And I was like, you like this song? (laughs) I love that song. It just, the fact that he was, like, throwing a tantrum, and it came on, and he was like, this is nice. I wonder if he's going to like Paramore. Maybe. I listened to a decent amount of Paramore while he was in the womb. So, we'll see. He also, um, Numb by Linkin Park came on after that. And he seemed to be pretty okay with that too. So that's what, you know, he's into right now. (laughs) Um, 
Okay, so we are going to take a quick second to talk about this week's sponsors, and we'll be back with some fun hot topics. Pumpkin spice lattes, freshly picked apples, terrible B.O. Let's face it, summer isn't the only time we get body odor. We can get just as smelly under our favorite fall sweaters. And that's why I'm excited to tell you about Lumi whole body deodorant for pits, privates, and beyond. Lumi deodorant was created by an OBGYN who discovered odor isn't just an underarm thing. It's an all over thing. So she discovered Lumi, a pH optimized deodorant that's clinically proven to control odor everywhere for up to 72 hours. So fall can be just as fresh. I love Lumi deodorant. The wipes are perfect to keep in the car for when we're like on a road trip or like going out and we're like meeting up with people and all of a sudden we're like, oh my gosh, we forgot to put on deodorant. The wipes are like that perfect little item to like come in clutch and keep it smelling nice and clean. I also love the whole body deodorant and lavender sage. I think it smells absolutely delicious. And like they said, it works for up to 72 hours. So Lumi is the first of its kind. It's seriously safe to use anywhere on your body, your pits, your under boobs, your thigh folds, your belly button, your butt cracks, even your feet. And it's clinically proven to block odor all day and control odor for up to those 72 hours. So you're probably like, how does that work? So unlike some deodorants that try to mask odor with a fragrance, Lumi is formulated and powered by mandelic acid to stop odor before it even starts. So it's kind of like a pre-deodorant. And it's aluminum-free, baking soda-free, and paraben-free. And it's pH-balanced. Lumi Starter Pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid-stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, and two free products of your choice, like the mini body wash or those good old deodorant wipes, plus free shipping. As a special offer for listeners, new customers get $5 off a Lumi Starter Pack with code WINE30 at lumipodcast.com. That equates to over 40% off your starter pack when you visit lumipodcast.com and use code WINE30. Did you know that hair thinning will happen to approximately one in two women? If you're among them, know you're not alone. Thinning is normal and Nutrafol helps women address it from within with science-backed supplements. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist-recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve visible thickness and strength. From postpartum to menopause to plant-based lifestyles, and no matter your life stage, Nutrafol has four unique formulas to support women. Each is physician-formulated using drug-free, science-backed ingredients so you get the most reliable results. You just go to Nutrafol.com to take their hair health wellness quiz. Identify causes of your thinning hair, and Nutrafol will give you a personalized plan for better hair growth through their whole body health approach. Nutrafol supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting root causes of thinning, like stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, lifestyle, and metabolism through whole body health. Nutrafol is now available in a vegan formula. Their newest supplement is formulated for women ages 18 plus with plant-based lifestyles who are experiencing signs of hair thinning. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after taking Nutrafol's women's hair growth supplement for six months. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter promo code WINE30. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for a healthier hair. 
Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com promo code WINE30. That's Nutrafol.com promo code WINE30. Hey, hey, hey. So are you ready for some great debate topics? I am. Yeah. You're ready to debate some. What are we going to debating? Okay. First up, if you could only have one of these franchises, like the other one would just disappear off the earth. The books would be gone. The movies would be gone. Which one would you choose? Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings? Which one would I choose to get rid of? Like, which one would you keep? Or which one would you get rid of? Either Come way. on. Come on. That's not fair. <laughs> He's like, they're the best two That's franchises like, in the world. That's not good. I guess I would keep Lord of the Rings because I respect the writer more. That is fair. I mean, I don't disrespect. I do. The other one, but. I do. Okay. Um. I actually prefer Harry Potter, but I do like your reasoning of why you would keep Lord of the Rings over Harry Potter because J.K. Rowling's kind of a bigot. Yeah, I mean, I loved Harry Potter growing up and reading it, but I also just like, I'm a huge Lord of the Rings fan, even though it's a little bit before my time, you know, but... And I'm also kind of a fantasy junkie, so I don't think this question is really fair because I think both of those things kind of built me as a person a little bit. I know that's like if you were like, which one would you get rid of, Jim and the Holograms or PJ Sparkles? And I'd be like, I need them both <laughs> in my life. <laughs> okay. You're, you're like, like, I'm like Barbie or Hot Wheels. I'm like obviously, Barbie, you'd obviously. Be Barbie, I'd say I'd be Hot Wheels. Yeah, that's an easy one. We could debate okay. that all day. Um, what is your favorite Pixar movie? My favorite Pixar okay. movie. Were, which one hits you the hardest, like, emotionally? Well, the first one that comes to mind is Up. Is it? I think it's nice, but I don't think it's my favorite. And I don't know if it's the one that hits me the most emotionally. I really thought that... Um, what was the one with all of the uh, emotions? Inside Out. Inside Out. I really thought that was really well done. Um, but I don't know. That's hard. That one you cried in theaters. I'd have to do so, a little you know, research hit you on in that. The gut there. I didn't cry. You did. Bing bong. Oh, bing bong. Yeah. yeah. I just read that book to our kid recently and I was like, oh, bing bong. Bing bong. <laughs> You're creepy at first, but now I love you. Which you were we, just misunderstood. When we go to Disneyland with our baby this week, that is a ride I'm excited about at California Adventure for him. Yeah. It's the inside out ride. I'm like, I'm sorry I jumped to conclusions about you, Big Bong. <laughs> <laughs> we love you. Um, I really like Monsters, Inc. I don't know if it necessarily like hits that emotional chord. Monster, Inc. does not hit an emotional chord for me. Except for the sloth. Mr. Lewowski. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Toy Story? Yeah. Toy Story was a good kid one, but like it did never really like made me feel for the toys all that much. I preferred Toy Story two to Toy Story one, and then I refused to watch two story, Toy Story three or four. I was not emotionally invested in the characters enough. I don't think. In fact, mm-hmm. I like the aliens a lot. They're super cute because they were like, oh, the claw. <laughs> 
Yeah. I'm like trying to think of what other Pixar movies. I know there's like a ton. Cars. Isn't Cars Pixar? Oh, yeah, Cars. That doesn't really hit like an emotional. Nah, not for me either. I think that like is popular because a lot of people like Cars and then they want their kids. Well, and then they're like, look, we're out 66 or whatever. Like no one drives it anymore. It's an abandoned town now. And they abandoned all the cars. It's upsetting. Yeah. But not like super like emotional. Nah. I am excited to watch Elemental. We haven't watched that yet. No. Maybe we'll watch it this week while we're at Disneyland. Maybe. Okay. Um, last one. What would you say is the most iconic video game? You know, that's up for debate because like you well, could that's go, the whole point. you could go, well, you could go like, what are you talking about? What genre of video game? Any. Any all. genre, all genres, like the ultimate game, I don't think exists because you just have such I'm a I'm not diversity. saying ultimate game. I'm saying which one is just like the most iconic. Well, Zelda is pretty iconic, but Super Mario Bros is equally iconic. So those, both of those have huge impacts. Uh, Street Fighter is sometimes super iconic for a lot of people. What like about all like the Copcom stuff? Duck Hunt. Duck Hunt does not hold a breath or anything. <laughs> like, Duck Hunt is not. What about uh, Echo? Never even heard of it. It's a dolphin and you jump through the rings. Yeah, that's a cute thing to say. So, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of things. And then you, if you really want to get into stuff, you could talk about, like, the intricacies of, like, Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy is so iconic. Or what like, about, that like, would probably win the- Grand Theft Auto? See, there's another one, Grand Theft Auto, but those genres are just so different and then each one has so much to offer that it's hard to say which one is more influential. Like people are addicted to Grand Theft Auto, whereas like Final Fantasy people have admired and like grown with and like it's not something you're addicted to per se. Pokemon Stadium. Pokemon is another one that's super influential and could be iconic. So there's just like... You know, you could have a debate where you have brackets even and they could battle each other. Like you could be like, do we need to like make a social media like bracket system and let people vote on the most iconic video game? That'd be fun. We should do that. We're going to do do that. that. Look out for that. So uh, how we're going to do this is because like brackets, typically you start with what, 16? Yeah. I'm going to pick eight games and you're going to pick eight games. And they'll be on the opposite ends. And and then then we can bracket them. Okay. Or do we mix them? We mix them. We scramble them. Okay. Because otherwise, like, obviously yours are probably going to be more iconic. And people are going to be like, seriously, Barbie Dreamhouse? Well, Sims is pretty iconic too, but Um, I think it gets beat out at the end. I don't know. We'll see. People love Sims. People love Sims. And I don't blame them. So, yeah, that's a great one. So, let's talk about pop culture and how content is being i don't know if you want to call it recycled it's being recycled it's being stolen or recycled yeah so i was thinking about this today and i'm kind of like thinking it's a fad almost where hits are what make a comment or something important because like Right now we have this thing where it's like, I need to get hits, like viewership, like comments, like I need these things. And that's what gets me whatever it is you want, revenue, fame, whatever it is. 
I think that's going to go away eventually because people at a certain point are not going to be paying attention to that. Right. Like if the content just gets so dumb and gets so stolen that you're just like, I already saw this, like somebody got a free hit because the algorithm thinks this is really popular, even though this showed a million times on TikTok already. Which I know they are starting to like. Like I think the engagement, because the whole thing behind money behind that is that like you get engagement and then that person now is seeing that and then they're going to buy whatever is attached to it. Right. So, but if you're like, just, that's a turnoff for you and you're like, look, I already seen this and you're just like shoving it down my throat. And like, now I'm actually going to leave your platform, you know? Well, now they're cracking down on like, if you steal content from like TikTok and then post it on Facebook, like someone else's content, they're cracking down on it so that you can't monetize that. Like they're having it go through and sift through the internet. And if they see that it's stolen content, they're not allowing people to monetize that anymore, but it doesn't catch everything. And like so many people just do it for the hits, not even for monetization. They'll just be like, oh, well, if we can get millions of people to our page, then when we do have our own content, Uh, it's easy to get a ton of hits because we have a lot of followers of that content. Okay. Um, but I feel like most of the time people are stealing content and reposting it because they're making money off of it in some way. Yeah. Like why would you need to post a 10 minute clip of rush hour? And then like you get like a hundred thousand hits because people obviously love rush hour. Yeah. It's ridiculous. To me, that just seems like, I don't know, like I didn't really, I don't need it. It's like, doesn't, it's not unique content. And that actually is filled that just floods most content most um social media platforms are flooded with like 80 percent junk like just recycle content like stuff that's not even original or stuff that's like jesus loves you you know or you know what i love or just stuff that's just like i don't need to see it like andrew showed me this video of this guy who found this video recording of when he was like what he was probably like 12 and he was like made a video of like fighting his future self. Yeah. And then his future self, now that it's like 20 years later, like reacted and was like, stop calling yourself Shano. Your name is not Shano. It's like, don't call me Shano. He's like, listen up Shano. <laughs> and they were like, but then like the younger version would like do a punch and then he'd react to the punch. It was and good, it was yeah. like, it was so funny. And I was like, that was some good content. That's and the fact content. that it was like 20, something years in the making technically made yeah. it so much better. I love stuff with that. It was silly, but it was good. I was like, I hope he made some decent money. Off I watched of that. it like he three times. It. Yeah. I think I liked it too. I hope you liked it. Uh, well, yeah. Andrew's like, I'm very stingy with my likes. I'm really stingy with my likes. I was likes. like, I follow 1,378 people. And Andrew's like, I follow 11. And I'm like, I don't even know half of them. And he spends way more time on TikTok than I and do. And you know, here's the thing is like, I'm stingy with my likes and, and bookmarks because I look at it more as an organization tool. Like I, if I like something, I want to see that again. Like I'm going to go back through all my likes. I'm going to unlike stuff. So, you know, my likes should be worth more is all I'm saying. Yeah. I'm like a critic. I'm like an expert food critic when it comes You're to like liking. a TikTok critic. Yeah. I could make a TikTok of me being a TikTok critic. On our newsletter, you should be sharing your like favorite TikTok of the week because I feel like you have very high standards. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I could do that. Be like, this is the best video on TikTok this week. 
I mean, I will watch somebody that has no likes and no comments and I'll watch those videos just to see what people are feeling. What's Mm -hmm. the vibe, you know? Yeah. How people are struggling. Cause most of the time those are struggle videos. Most of the time when it shows me those, it's like people doing NPCs that have like zero likes and zero comments. And I'm like, this is sad, but also they're really bad at it. awful. Sometimes I get that too. I'm just like, it's so bad. I'm like, maybe you shouldn't do this. I'll watch the videos. I won't, I'll watch it just to help them get some views, but you know, you're like in a tough spot right now doing this video and like, you probably should have this thing up and it probably doesn't feel too good that you have zero likes or whatever. But I also don't post videos, so like I don't think anyone would like my videos either. But maybe we'll see. Yeah, I know. Now that you have your new phone coming, you're gonna new be like time. doing cinematic mode all the yeah. time. Um, okay, so that is all we have time for this week. But we are going to be going to Disneyland, and if you tune in on Friday, we're gonna have some fun Disney content for you. Yeah. Okay. Talk to you then. <laughs>